And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome again to New York Talk. And um, for the final time this season, we have a preview to do. We've got Wigan Athletic on Monday, Bank Holiday Monday, um, over the, across the Pennines. Um, yeah, could be fun. It doesn't matter. It could be six to a loss. It doesn't really matter, does it? Um, we will talk about that. We're going to talk about the EFL's new broadcasting deal because that's going to significantly impact Rotherham United. Uh, let's talk about how we think we're set up, not the um, yeah, we will go from there. First of all, Michael, how are you doing? I'm all very well, thank you very much. How are you? I'm very, very good, thank you very much. And Danny's back with us. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing very well, thank you, lads. Up the mill is. Up the mill is indeed. Um, we've got lots of people with us. Kim Haywood, YouTube user, Connor Simpson, Jack McCord, Andrew Barlow, Glenn Corey. Uh, John, John Morell says, evening lads, we're all having a party when Derby County die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> John's having a good Sunday, I think. Um, harsh, John, harsh. Harsh, you know. But we'll probably not mention Derby today. That's That might be the mention they get. Um, yeah, I don't even know they played today. <laughs> there is only one place to start for, for this podcast today. Um and that is with this stupid T-shirt, that with this stupid Hawaiian shirt that we decided to, do, I decided to make up, which has <laughs> taken on a life of its own. Um, yeah. So me and Danny and Rick had a little trip today. I don't know if, you, if anybody's seen that on the Rotherham United's Twitter page. We had a little trip down to New York Stadium uh, to meet somebody called Matt Taylor. Um, yeah, we've made the Hawaiian shirt. Matt Taylor liked the Hawaiian shirt. He, 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 he didn't. He didn't. He didn't request one. Didn't. I wouldn't say you know, he. He wanted. But he said he quite liked it. So we uh, we had a third one made up, and I don't know what else to say. To be honest, they make it, Matt Tiller now has a Hawaiian shirt with his own face on. 
Yeah, and he's and he's and he's actually worn it as well. I'm sure it'll be uh, the bottom of a drawer if he's got any sense <laughs> from this point on. <laughs> but either way, um, very nice, nice to meet meet, meet the fella and a lovely bloke as well. Very uh, mm. accommodating, considering the fact that he didn't know. Uh, Sam Sam Todd had not told him what was actually happening. <laughs> that's that's best bit. He just sort of walked in and went, I've just said to him there's, there's a there's a cringe thing happening. Um that I'm, well there's like a cringe thing that we're going that we're going to give you. Lord knows what must have been going through his mind when <laughs> us three just sort of slump in right awkward and just go, Oh, we've got you a shirt. <laughs> um but he, he's either he actually really does like it or Matt Taylor's an incredible actor. True. I think it might be the latter, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw him as he was on his way out to his car, and, and he really did look genuinely chuffed with it, if I'm being honest. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks to the club for, for setting that up. We, we asked if they wanted it. Yeah. So we went down, and uh, that was good fun. So thank you for thank you for that. Um, we have no inside information, unfortunately. They didn't give us tomorrow's start at 11 or anything like that, sadly. Um, but, you know, we can't have everything, can we? Um, which brings us on to the next part, where the uh, we have a, a draw to do. Um, as you will have seen on the social media, there is a third shirt full of Matt Taylor's face, um, which we have had made up. Well, this is the second one. Um, and everybody that donated two pounds or more got entered into the prize draw. It's been all it's been all over our social media. So if you haven't seen it, apologies. You should follow us, and then you'll be able to see. <laughs> Um, there was a few people that don donated anonymously. I, right, I, can't draw out an anonymous I, I, I have I have an admittance. One of the anonymous donators was my mum because she wanted to donate to us, but not receive the shirt in any way, shape, <laughs> or form. <laughs> we donated it to you. Can, can I can I ask her, Danny? I don't know whether she's there or listening, but if if she didn't want to receive the shirt, why did she put the reference shirt in there? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Very anyway. good question. I'm not sure. Well, when about 30 people donate, uh, over 100 pounds raised to the hospice, which is a great start. More on that in a moment. Um, so, just some bits of paper. Everybody's honest. If you, if you people donate five, if t- a tenner, that's five goes into the draw. Um, and this is really basic. I could have just, I could have done something fancy, but no. We have paper in a New York talk hat. That's how we do <laughs> it on the podcast. So we're, we're professionals. That's why. Well, it's not what we told Matt Taylor. Uh, <laughs> so we will pick out this one. We have Adam Horton. My wife, Adam, my apologies. That's not, no, that's not how you spell your name. Uh, so, Adam, <laughs> if you get in touch with us, we will arrange it. Whether if you know Wigan tomorrow, we can bring it to Wigan, if or something else, we will <laughs> we will sort it out one way or another. Now, this again brings us on to something else to the show. We will talk about football in a minute, probably. Um, as as we know, Kim will. Kimbo Sports Arranger helped us with the stickers. And there's been demand. I don't know why, but there has been demand <laughs> for more Matt Hill shirts. And we thought it was a really, really good opportunity to raise some more money for the hospital, to be honest with you. Um, so if you go on to Kimbo Sports website and so go into the New York talk section, there is a Matt Taylor Hawaiian shirts you can purchase. Uh, <laughs> pre-order, so it takes time to go. You're not going to get one before Wigan game. Um, but yeah, the, the, there's a spiel on there. But all the profits that come, all the uh, above and beyond the actual costs, will go towards the hospice. So if you want a Matt Taylor shirt, 
Matt Taylor Hawaiian shirt, go and get one. And like I said, it goes towards the hospice, which we love. That's our favourite bit about it, is that the money's away to the hospice. So, yeah. What, what have we created here? Like, honestly. I'm not quite like, sure, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> what moments um, have we started here? It's like when Divi over here said that about Barry Bannon, and that took a life of its own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last season. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I won't be doing that again. I'm not falling for egg like that. Like that again. No chance. Or, or, or it's like when somebody said they'd eat Swedish fish if we got to 1,000 subscribers, then suddenly yeah. the, within a month we got 1,000 subscribers. Mm. Yeah, subscribe. Um, mm. right, let's move on. We may That may not be the last you hear of the, these F shirts. It almost certainly isn't. Um, let's move on to Wigan. We have to, we're going to talk about Wigan's situation as best we can. Obviously, we aren't Wigan fans. We are not Wigan journals. We don't have the detail of exactly what's happening in Wigan, but we'll cover the information that we have because I think that's probably where we should, really. Josh starts with Wigan players might be striking. There are also maybe a pitch invasion on the 86th minute. Russ Vernon says there's no strikes planned, according to the Wigan reporter I spoke to earlier. So if you've not seen this, it is an absolute joke what the owners are doing to that football club. The owners are, has been well reported four times out of the last year. They've not been they've been paid late. The staff, playing staff, and non playing staff, as far as I'm aware, this month the playing uh, all the non playing staff I think have been paid, which is good, very good. Um, the players who were in contract for next season have been paid, but the players who are not in contract for next season have not been paid. Um, some worrying wording of the, they've used all the resources they have available to pay the players and staff that they have at the minute, which is a worrying statement, to be honest with you. Um, wait, 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 hang on. Wasn't one of the things, um, one of the clauses of the FL set up with their point instruction that they had to put aside a set amount of funds for wages for the rest of the season? Yep. So <laughs> how does that make sense? They put aside wages for the people who will be there the next season as well and he's just said to the players at a contract rate, you don't deserve your last month's pay, off you go. Like, yeah, I, it, it, it gets legit worse. I think that's a worse thing worst, yeah. than just paying them late. Because if it's everybody, then something's seriously wrong. But if you've picked, picked and choose who mm. you pay at this such and such a time, it makes it worse because it makes it look very intentional and not... Um, various mistakes and whatever that's happening at the football club, it it absolutely stinks, in my opinion. It absolutely stinks. Yeah, it does. There are a good Russell's right from what I've read. There's, I think Paul Kendrick who is the Wigan Paul Davis essentially, who is very very good and very in the know. I don't think he's not he's not mentioned any strikes from the players. Um, he's confirmed a few. For example, James McLean is has confirmed he is going to play. I think he's one of the out contract players. One of the few times we have to say we're hats off to James McLean because you do. I, if, if if it's me, Mick, and I know this is very selfish, and maybe, maybe it's not selfish. If that's me, I'm not playing. I am not putting my career on the line for people who are not paying me. But then there's the fans to think of, and he wants to represent the fans. So it, it is. It, for, I feel real sorry for the players for multiple reasons. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's um, it's a horrible situation for for the fans. It's a horrible situation for the out-of-contract players as well. You know, it's their the livelihood. Um, so, I, I mean, from from a from a, a Wigan Athletic owner's point of view, I have absolutely zero sympathy, and they deserve everything that they get. Absolutely, um, and it, it, I just 
I don't know. I, I feel for the supporters. I feel for the, the staff and the players. Um, and it's just a horrible situation. It's a horrible. It's horrible for them because they don't know whether their club's going to be around ultimately. Yeah. They will, I would guess, face sanctions now as a result of not paying the players on time. They were told that they would, so you would you would imagine that that will happen. So are they going to start? Are they not only going to get relegated this season, but then start next season with a points deduction? Um, or will the EFL be the EFL wait while they get to top of the league and then it's in their points deduction? You know, you, you, you just don't know. So, um, yeah, I, I feel for him. It's, it's, it's just a horrible situation. And, it, you know, that on, on, on times like this, you know, it, you understand that being a, running a football club is, 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 is just basically a money pit. You know, and, and and it can be, I imagine, can be difficult to make ends meet. However, however, it, it's this issue of not paying certain people mm. that suggests that it's it, it's either deliberate or incompetence. And they just thought, well, you know, we ain't got enough money to pay everybody. They'll not be here next year. So stuff and kind of attitude. Yeah. It's people's livelihoods, like I say, and it's just not, it's just not, not right. It's just not right at all. Uh, so I've, I have every sympathy for Wigan supporters uh, and Wigan players. And yeah, I mean, McLean said he'll play and, and good on him. You know, he's, he's, he's we, we all know he's, he's very um, forthright in his views and he, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Uh, and he obviously loves that football club. So, you know, good on him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chris Page, the Wigan Athletic players were given extra day off. We saw they were given Saturday off. Uh, I don't know if they've been in today, to be honest with you. I assume they have been in training. I, I, I haven't seen that actually. Cheryl Stud says, I think there wasn't enough money, and that's how they prioritized the funds. Uh, yeah. Um, John Morell says, the problem with these days is wanting owners out is one thing, getting somebody to purchase is a different story. Well, that's the thing. If, if somebody else was available to buy Wigan, would they have, wouldn't they have bought Wigan two years ago, a year ago, 18 months ago? Um, that that then causes another issue. I think one of one of the problems here, and 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 Reg has put in the in the comments there about Ashley Fletcher, um, you know, saying I bet he wished he came to us. Well, Wigan were offering stupid money. They were offering stupid money for his wages. I don't know where the the, the rumor was at the time was something like sixteen grand a week between fifteen and eighteen. Why well, a few different so, so, I mean, does it come as a surprise to anybody that they can't afford to pay him? Yeah, because obviously other members of staff, other players are going to be on similar amounts of money. Um, it, it, it strikes me as a as a set of owners that have got absolute delusions of grandeur and don't actually know what they're doing. Uh, why, when you know that you're in financial difficulties, bear in mind this was in January that transfer took place. You're in financial difficulties. You've already been it August. Know, say again. It were August, but they'd already not played the players last season, hadn't they? Right. Well, well, whenever the transfer was, they'd already. Been in trouble for not playing the players, paying the players on time. Yeah. So, what, what I've got an idea. Let's let's bring somebody else in on sixteen or eighteen grand a week and add, add another add another however many thousands of pounds a month to the wage bill that we can't already pay. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. But anyway, there you go. Mm. Yeah, John Morrell, the fifteen k was well spent, wasn't it? Well, um, exactly. The thing is, with something like Ashley Fletcher is different because, again, I don't I know exactly how long it works, but he'll probably still be paying, being paid. 
because he'll be paid by his parent club, and then Wigan would have to pay the pay the parent club the money. So the loan players, I don't suspect, will be in an issue. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we played them in the first away game of last season, Danny. And I said, to, I said this to Mick earlier. When I sat there watching their the, their new owner, I think he's the chairman. There were red flags straight away because he was very look at me, look at me, and he talked about the Premier League straight away. It, it just raised. I don't know why. It just it, there was something not right about. It. We, we've seen foreign owners coming quite often, and and sometimes they work beautifully. We've seen that in the past. Sometimes sometimes less so. Um, he just seemed to enjoy it a bit too much, if that's possible. And it, it didn't sit right at the time. Um, I, I mean, it's it sort of <clears throat> it, like, like we've been saying with the overpaying and and stuff. It's sort of just come back to bite them now, mm. and to, and like you know. Even last season, I didn't think Wigan were anything special, even when we played them early on in the season. Uh, if it weren't for a Dauphin blessing with that, <laughs> with that, with that own goal, <clears throat> it would have been a, a tidy draw. Um, but yeah, it, it, Wigan's chairman sort of has like a weird sense, like a weird delusion of grandeur. Mm. You know, I, I mean, yeah, Wigan have been you know in the Premier League in the past. They've won the FA Cup um, this this century. This nearly well, I. Like, Ten years ago, wasn't it? I think so. It yeah. was it was a thir- it was a thirteen FA Cup. So yeah, so they won the FA Cup ten years ago. So to bring in the argument in the Premier League, I can sort of see where it was coming from with that because you know we're going to have been there very recently. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's like we've seen Tony Stewart um, mention the Premier League, and you know we take a bit talking and cheat like of them in the Premier League. You know we've never been there before. Um, but for him to come to Wigan, get them out of League One. Which is like, yeah, fair enough. The Pipped us to league, fair enough. Um, but to then come into the championship and it's and have a very, very a disaster. We're paying, we're paying players. It's like, what's going on? If it happened once, yeah. and it's like, yep, yeah, sorry, we won't, we won't do it again. And then they have sorted their house out, and you can sort of go, all right, fair enough. But it's happened five times. This is the fifth time they've been paid late. So it's like, summit's not connecting. Right at that football club, and I don't know what it is. If it's the chairman, because didn't they like try and approach the chairman, and they had to like the manager had to fly out to go and tell him something. It's fine. Um, yeah. awesome. the, the bloke who's parading around the pitch is just a mouthpiece for somebody else. He's yeah. the chairman, not the owner. Yeah, it's, and it's like he had to fly out and tell him something. It's like, well, hang on, if your if your club's like in the crisis, yes, if you are the mouth of it. And like the, the quote unquote PR person of the owners by being the chairman, you should still be there when the club's in hard times and take the flack for it. But for him just to go away and effectively be chased by the manager, it's like that's when all red flags started going off for me. It's like that shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have a chairman who's at more or less all your home games in a season, regardless of what nationality they are, because they've bought that and invested in it. Uh, I mean, Tony Stewart's at nearly every home game in a season and a fair handful of away games. Like, do you remember when he was in Plymouth and we did Plymouth away? Um, and he went into the pub with a few Rotherham fans. You know, like we, we've said about Tony Stewart and his, um, and his purse strings before on the podcast, and a lot of fans have said it on Twitter, but at least he knows how to run a football club efficiently and pay players on time. You know, I, I bet you Wigan would be crying out for a man like Tony Stewart, and I pray that they get someone like him, because if not... Any Wigan fans watching, I'm sorry to say, but it's going to go one direction and it's not a good way. No. 
Uh, that's the worry. Uh, John Morell says he, that the Wigan chairman had vibes of the Hong Kong hairdresser Carson Young, who's uh, suggesting, look at me, I bought a football club. That's exactly what it was on that when we played it. It was exactly, look at me. Everybody, look, guys, I bought your football club. Adulation, please. Mm. Um, yeah. We Again, we, we don't have enough more, more information. Than that. I think that's probably best to leave it. But there might be protests. There is talk of a pitch invasion on the 86th minute. I don't I don't know the significance of that, of the 86th minute, to be honest with you. And we don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I, I, I think it's... I think from the 86th minute or the 85th, or I've seen a few times knocking about, it's to show the level of respect for the applause on the 83rd minute um, okay. that they've got planned, like give that a little bit of a window and then protest um, the uh, the ownership because, you know, obviously they don't want them two things to clash, a respectful thing and then a protest. Mm. So yeah. I can sort of understand 86 minutes, but I've seen all sorts on Twitter, you know, they're planning like a march to the stadium, um, getting to the stadium about half past two, I think, and that's going to be a march from half past one. I can't remember the name of where they're setting off from. Um, but it looks like it's gathering pace. I mean, hopefully there isn't a pitch invasion because it's never nice to see. Mm. But not not a negative one. Yeah, not a neg- not a negative one or, or a pitch invasion where negative things happen. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. for example, at Gillingham. Um, but I've seen some fans going, "Let's do a Blackpool go on the pitch and you'll stop the match and protest it." Yeah. Yeah, um, Jamie, this is a this is another point. This is the applause you talk about. Say, so a Wigan fan taking their loved one to their last game before they pass, showing that the last foot of Wigan is this shambles, which is uh, mm-hmm. puts a bit of context. Football, football isn't just some guy owning a football club. We know we all this is why we talk about it for a couple of hours a week on this damn podcast and a bit more plus on that. Um, these, these, I don't think these people care, I don't think these others care to be honest with you, uh, which is a tragedy in itself. Um, from a selfish point of view, make like, I'm hoping the process don't go ahead. I, if I was Wigan fans, I would, would look into something similar, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a selfish point of view, this is probably going to be let's move on now to Rotherham United. This is probably going to be Richard Wood's last hurrah in a Rotherham shirt. I am desperate for him to get the proper send off he absolutely deserves. I've just got these images of Richard Wood scoring a back post towering header on the 89th minute. Yeah, um, and he just he just walks down the tunnel. You know, I see, he just walks off pitch, and we yeah. <laughs> um, but this is why we, we from a selfish point of view, we want our season ending the right way. From that point of view, don't we? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great if that were to happen. Um, so uh, hopefully it does. But I think, as we've just alluded to for the last fifteen minutes, there there, there are probably bigger issues here than. Um, from 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 the home team's point of view, then you know, saying thank you for a great season or a great career, you know, it's 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 the it's the existence of their football club that they are they're fighting for, if you like. So um, I, I can see both sides of the argument. I, I'd love to be able to uh, to give Richard Wood a, a proper send off. That's always assuming that he's not going to be here next season. Oh, you know? that's it. We yeah. don't know that, do we? I mean, we've said it. Since the inception of this podcast, that this will be his last season as a as a Royal United player, and uh, four years on or three years on, or however long it is, feels like about fifteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's still here, um, so we'll have to wait and see on that one, won't we? But yeah, it might put a bit of a dampener on it, but then again, it may not as well because I, you know, I can't see there being any sort of animosity between the sort the two sets of fans. I think. Oh, yeah. every- is singing from the same hymn sheet. Absolutely everyone 
Um, and, and nor should there be anybody. I mean, they're, 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 they're a, a good set of supporters, Wigan. They always have been. Um, they're, they're a club very similar to us in terms of size, surrounded by so-called bigger clubs. Punching they are the surrounded by bigger clubs, though, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. They can actually legitimately say that they are. You know, we, we just got... We're surrounded by clubs who think they're big clubs. So, yeah, it's one of them things. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. To be fair, the season's not over yet. You know what I mean? You've got to bear that in mind. Does that not count towards their massiveness? Uh, no. Okay. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the uh, the Celine Dion number again when Peterborough bank an 89th minute winner in against them. But anyway, that's 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 another story for another day. But um you know, I mean we could if you want to chat, have a chat about Lee Doughty, we can have a chat about Lee Doughty if you want. Should we save that? We'll see if we've got time and pull Lee Doughty. Yeah. It's the fact we were in New York Stadium and Mick was ready to have a rant about Lee Doughty because he had it on in the stadium whilst we were waiting. But it's the fact you could see Mick just Mick just starting to twitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Anyway. Um, yeah, Paramount UK, we'll finish on this one. Call me crazy, but I respect their decision to protest, yeah. Yeah. No protest, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move back on to Rotherham United, Danny. I think we've, more, we've all got a bit of a clearer head now, almost a week on uh, from Monday. How are you feeling about the week? It seems like it's been such a long time since that Middlesbrough game, mm. to be honest with you. Um, are you still sort of on the high of, right, championship again? I'm sort of the opinion of, um, oh, we've still got a game to play. <laughs> yeah. But that, that That's how it's felt this week. It's felt like the season ended um, on Monday and it was just like, it's come around to Monday and it's like, oh, I have to be out the house at eight o'clock <laughs> to get ready for the away day. You know, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a weird feeling, but, you know, it's, it's a feeling that we have to appreciate because of the last six seasons, seven seasons, um, it's not gone down to the final day and we've had that nice little relax, you know, so it, so I can't, I can't knock it at all. Uh, and it's nice to go into a game where regardless of how we play, who we play, um, what the result is, anything like that, we're still going to be in the same league next season. Um, and that's a massive thing for me. Massive, massive thing. Um, does it take away a bit of the nerves and the excitement? Yeah. You know, we, we don't have that excitement to Gillingham at all. We don't have that excitement of the um, the Cardiff game a couple of seasons ago, but at yeah. least we're not going anywhere this time. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. Uh, John John Wright points out we need a win. There's no trophy finishing twentieth. Only yeah. the eighteenth place trophy. Um, Although the one th- the wrong re- reason I want us to do well and win, and other teams around us to do poorly, because I want to finish above Cardiff. How funny will that be? <laughs> Yeah, have to rain all over their parade, Danny. Is that what you're telling me? You want to exactly, <laughs> exactly. I want them to go to their game with umbrellas. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, all, all four teams, all three teams above the of all four teams, including Huddersfield, sorry, all, are all in with a chance of finish, getting an 18th place trophy. Really close. Huddersfield 50, QPR 50, us 49, Cardiff 49. Uh, it's anybody's, it's anybody's game. Mm. Um, Tell you what, it'd be interesting without Reading's points deduction, wouldn't it? <laughs> God, wouldn't it just? Oh my word! They, so they'd be on, they'd be on fifty and all. They'd be on fifty, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You said that, but we uh, Reading have had this coming to them for a long time, and that that points deduction was fully deserved. 
I have been banging that drum for two seasons now. More than that. Three yeah, seasons. Third season. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, it is because I had to go on that Reading podcast and explain myself, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> That's why Mick doesn't do these opposition podcasts anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Birmingham can still get the 18th place trophy, but they would need to lose. They would need a seven goal. Huddersfield needs a seven goal swing to finish 17th. Um, yeah. Move on to Bobby United, Mick. Matt Taylor said in his pre match press conference that there's going to be some names that we don't recognize on the bench. Um, ben Wiles and Ollie Rathbone have been brought out of the firing line, I think, is the phrase he used, uh, which, which makes perfect sense. I think the similar conversation with Cam, probably happened with Cam Humphreys um, because he's had, he's had his knee issues. Chio's obviously out. He was ball boying today at a local cup final. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to, be, to be honest, with, with the situation around, that's pretty exciting to me. If we see Hamish Douglas and maybe the couple, I don't know if the lads who are on loan or allowed back now, to Rose and McGuckin, um, I'd be really excited to see those three get on bench and maybe get 15, 20 minutes end because of the luxury we now have. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Be, it'll be a much changed side, won't it? Um, I, I can't see Victor playing. Um, I think it, I think it'd be a very different side to uh, to the ones we've seen, which which Matt Taylor's already alluded to, Annie, in some of his press conferences. So uh, rightly so as well, you know. Certainly the likes of Ben Wiles and Ollie Rathbone, they deserve that rest. Victor's got the got the shoulder injury that he's he's been having an injection for. So anybody that's carrying any for any form of knock is is not going to see uh, see any action tomorrow, are they? Out on Monday? I don't think you're stopping Victor playing. <laughs> well, you said that. I mean, anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be good to see some of the the, the, the fringe players get a full ninety minutes. Um, so I said fringe players. You know, we, we we've hardly got fringe players, and we've not got a squad to, to, to talk on. So, um, in comparison to a lot a lot of teams in this division, so um, yeah, I mean. It'd be interesting to see what uh, what the lineup is. Anybody that gets eleven out of eleven on the final tomorrow is uh, deserves uh, deserves a pint at least. Or you've cheated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know somebody at club. Um, yeah, Josh says, yes, says Henry to start. Also, all the lone players that are not injured also would, so we can have our final goodbyes. Yeah, there's obvious limits on the um, on the lone players. I think we've got six, haven't we? So you're going to have five of them anyway. Is one of them injured actually? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. One of them's probably injured, yeah. knowing our luck. Um, to be honest with you, there is only one person we all want to start, and I think that's what Josh has nailed. We all want Richard Wood to get, probably in an ideal world, get 89 minutes, get 89 minutes in, in locker, and then then take him off so he can get that evasion after having scored the winner, obviously. obviously. Yeah, um, I think if the score's nil-nil on 89 minutes, leave Woody on because there's always that chance. You know, just play him up front just for laugh. Uh, I agree. And, see, and see if he scores. But if he's already if he's already scored, then that's when you have you know the 88th, 89th minute um, sub for him and give him that massive applause. Um, but what was the other game he played? Did he play up front briefly against Cardiff as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon right because our only fit striker, like a hundred percent fit striker, is probably Kelly because I know Hugo's had that um, knee thing as well, hasn't he? Well, yeah. yeah, he's had some as well. Um, so can you imagine a front two of Kelly and Wood? Be like trying to get through a brick wall. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just hope. I mean, there's a, there's a following of four four thousand two hundred going yeah. roughly. Now, if you take Wood off at eight ninth minute, and you've got four thousand two hundred 
out of call it twenty thousand at the DW. There won't be that many. There might be half the Rotherham, half the stadium might be Rotherham fans. Uh, I'm not not from the amount of ticket sales Wigan have made. I think they made sixteen k last time I checked, but they've got like two free tickets with each every season ticket. All right, so yeah. Yeah, but that, that's its own thing. But yeah, just having four and a half thousand clapping you going off, that'll be a special feeling and, and it being an away game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they get well, their average attendance. Average attendance last season for them was 10. That was obviously the league one. It will have increased this year. What? Uh, please tell me you mean 10,000. No, 10 people. No, 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Josh, their, their average is, is 12,000. You'd expect higher on the last game of the season anyway. Um, And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. John Morales, I've got a young lad on the bench that might break Bellingham's youngest player record, which is uh, pretty good. Send him over to our place next season, uh, if you can. <laughs> Kim Hayward says Covenant Coventry is the one that's injured. I don't think it um, might be fit. I don't know to be honest. We never actually found out what he actually did, did we? It was a hamstring something. No. We didn't know whether it was cramped, so there is possible. Um, Jamie asks about Coyote. Is he still injured? Love to see him back. He is, I think he is still injured. Even if he wasn't, he is still technically on loan at MK Dons, who've just gone down, um, mm. sadly for them. So uh, even if he was available, he wouldn't be available for us. Now, I don't know how this works with. Palmer mentions Jake Hull, Kieran Ruggleton and Curtis DeRose because they're non-league loans. They are much more flexible in when they can come back. So I don't know if they will be available for us because their non-league seasons have finished for both of those clubs. All three of those clubs, sorry. Um, um, Jake Jake Hull might be the only squeaky one with that because it's still class, it's not classed as a youth loan. Um, it was a, okay. a full loan to Buxton. But I think with um, uh, McGuckin, DeRose... Uh, Matt Warren, uh Who was the other one? Oh yeah, Matt Warren. There was, there was another one. There was another one as well. Um, Douglas, I think it was, Douglas, was yeah. it Douglas. Yeah. Um, with those, they they can still come into it because they were classed as youth loans. Um, Douglas got on loan. I can't remember. Sure. No, no, actually, no, I don't think he did. He's a bit younger, isn't he, Douglas. Oh, Douglas. Yeah, yeah I think he's the year younger than McGuckin and um, DeRose. Yeah, um, but I know McGuckin and Rose did go out on loan to where did they go? Scarborough um, and Gainsborough both did yeah, very Scarborough. well. Yeah, Scarborough and Gainsborough did absolutely brilliantly. So I can pick, I can see those two. They might even make starting eleven, to be fair. And then you might have okay. the new play, youth players like Nat, Nat Ford. Mm. Um, 
oh, I forget his name. There was the young attacker who signed on as well. Yeah, we should know his name. I've got you. Yeah, right. that, that's yeah. really bad. Apologies. Um, and then like Sam Greenhouse, if he's still with us, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. You know, th- those yeah. sort of lads bringing those bring those in. Um, but what's the limit on uh, match day changes to like comply with the um, fair play? Rule? Technically eight, I think. But right. with our injury list, we can just play with one. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you would hope to see maybe make this is dream scenario. We don't know the injured, but I would love to see Kyoso get a game. I would love to see Kyoso get a full night. I mean, it's just to get minutes under the bell and and get more experience at championship level. I'd love to see Yelda get a game. I know Bramall's been great, but again, Yelda's might depending on what happens with Leeds, we're, we're probably not going to see Yelda back at our place next season. So there's a few players like that I would want to see play. And this is the again, this is the luxury we've got in it. Yeah, it is absolutely, absolutely. I suspect uh, I suspect we might see both of them tomorrow. Um, Adolphin, I think, will play, and rightly yeah. so. Um, I think uh, Georgie Kelly will play, um, and, and possibly, like you said, some of the um, some of the youth loans as well. Um, who knows? And frankly, who cares? You know, who cares? We're, I mean, we're, that's difficult for, a, difficult for a podcast that's talking about the game to say who cares, to be honest with you. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I perhaps should have done a bit of research before and to find out who might be available or, or stuff like that, but um, I didn't. Sorry. No, you, you don't. That's fine. I'm not um, a research kind of guy, to be honest. I've just done a, a, a quick um, note-taking, and I think we've got 13 injuries, lads. <laughs> Potentially 13 injuries. So we've got Chio out. Wiles out, Rathbone out, Humphreys potentially out, Peltier out, Wright out, Morrison out, Hugo potentially out, Ferguson out, Coventry out, uh, Hall out, Victor maybe rested, and then Vickers as well. Hmm. I think what's been interesting what before happen? last weekend, I don't, remember, I don't think we'd seen Sean Morrison for quite a long time. He's popped up in a lot of pictures in the last week or so, mm. which may suggest to me that there is something there where he may well be looking to stay. Um, which I would be all for going for. I think I, I think he is your he's your Richard Wood replacement. I personally, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's probably as quick as Richard Wood. Um, he's, got, <laughs> he's got the same aerial threat as Richard Wood. He's got he's got a long throw. He's clearly a leader. Um, he could be somebody that could be a really really important player if you can keep him fit. That's the key, that's the key thing with, with Sean Morrison. But this may be a conversation for a uh, for a later date probably. Um. The referee is, I think it's Tim Robinson, uh, who I will just double-check our things now. We have had Tim Robinson before. Uh, once I get past all the EFL adverts on their stupid website, I will find <laughs> out for you. Uh, when are we playing tomorrow? Three o'clock. Tim Robinson is the referee. Yeah, I have, that's right. Um, would anybody, does anybody, before I look at it, would anybody remember anything about Tim, Tim Robinson? No. Don't ring a bell. Don't ring a bell. Uh, he refereed the game against West Brom. Through the three-one win. Oh, um, you were all right in that, to be fair. He was. Uh, he, he gave us a penalty, didn't he? Am I right in saying? Oh yes, um, yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Tim Robinson's the referee. Yeah, he's, he's done us twice this season: the three-one against West Brom and the away nil-nil against Middlesbrough as well. Um, Wigan will be looking to do double over us. Imagine if Wigan went down and did double over somebody. You'd be fuming. I mean, it's little old Rotherham, I know, but that's yeah. what they'll be to do. Um, anything else on the game? 
I don't think so. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about with it, though, is there? No. Yeah, I'm still trying to work out starting 11. <laughs> well, even, even then, I mean, again, we, we've we've gone through that in, in in as much depth as you possibly can, haven't we? You know, there is no way that anybody's going to be able to give any sort of indication other than Matt Taylor as to mm. who's going to start tomorrow. Um, it's just... Uh, and he wouldn't tell us. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean to be fair, we, we didn't ask. We didn't ask, no. That's, that's horrific journalism from all the board. Yeah. Um, right, I think it's time to let Mick off the lead. Oh! Talk about a segue. You legend. Uh, Russ Vernon comes in with the comments. Referee tomorrow is Tim Robinson. Uh, assistants Richard Wilde and Sean Massey. Fourth official, Lee Doughty. Uh, lead out it, discuss. Well, I mean, I know I noticed Mike put a, a comment up earlier on. Um, um, so, isn't he the ref conned by the cynical professionalism of the Sheffield Wednesday player today? The bigger issue is another player like Jordan Hugel cheating. Particularly. Well, there's two there's two points there, and, and you're absolutely right uh, in terms of the Jordan Hugel thing. Um, that, that I, I assume you're talking about the embarrassing dive in front of in front of the pursuing uh, Cardiff player. Uh, which was which was an absolute joke, and, and he deserved a yellow card for it, frankly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't have a great day, Mister Doughty, today. Um, whether or not he, he was conned, I can't understand how he was conned. Mm. Having watched that, that uh, it was a woeful, woeful decision. It, it, it wasn't and couldn't possibly ever have been. A foul, no matter how many times you've seen it or how many times you, you know, he's right in front of it. And uh, I, f- I feel for I feel for, for for our previous manager. I really do. He says day night's time. Oh, that's fine. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk today about oh, Paul won this, Paul won that. You know, ha 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 ha. I don't I don't subscribe to that point of view. Um, but to 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 lose out on the playoffs with a decision like that. Shocking. It's absolutely shocking, really. Um, it, it's a dive all day long. But, were there uh, a player covering as well? There were two players. There, were the, there was the goalkeeper and and the defender. So um, even, if, even if it was a penalty, it weren't a red card? Because there's a man there. Well, there's an argument. I think I think the rules have been changed again. Oh. Um, that that the, the covering defender is no longer relevant if it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity, but... Um, okay. Looking at that one today, it's not even a clear goal scoring opportunity because the goalkeeper's bearing down on the defense, on the striker, the striker who's running in, running parallel to the goal, not not at, not towards the goal. Yeah, uh, he's not in control of the ball either. But then he wouldn't be in control of the ball because he's throwing his arms back like Tom Daly coming off an eighteen meter board, isn't he? Or ten meter board. So anyway, it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the for the Wednesday player. It's embarrassing for the referee because the referee's close enough to see that that's a clear dive. You can't make big decisions like that, in my view. Not not given the given the context of the game, um, the, the 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 importance of the game. You can't possibly be sure. You cannot possibly be sure there that that is a, that's a foul. But the point is, and the, the the what what for me what bears relevance to the Rotherham United is. That we've seen these decisions all season long, 
and we see them in the Premier League as well, where where we get the old well there was contact argument, which which absolutely holds zero water at all. Um, but you know, it's not us. It's not us at the butt end of uh, of this this time. So I suppose we can smile and move on, can't we? Yeah, John Morell says it's a real, real shame. He feels so sorry for Derby. Uh, no, move on. <laughs> um, I'm not wearing that. I, you know, I mean, I, I have no, I don't care about Derby County. I have no interest in Derby County whatsoever. And I don't mean that in, in a disrespectful manner. I have no interest in them. And not, I've got no allegiance to them whatsoever. I don't subscribe to, the, to, to, to some of the comments today taking the mickey out of Paul Warren. Because he decided to 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 leave leave us for, for Derby County, I, I, do, I do not, I don't, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. You know, he's taken an opportunity to make a better life and a better future for his family on on more money, and we're saying he shouldn't have done it. Why? Because it upsets a few others. Absolutely. Yeah, but we're allowed allowed to be upset. I, th- I think I'm I'm over it. I think, but I. I, I I understand some people are not over it because... Well, get over it. Pull yourselves together. <laughs> Grow up. Fair enough. Come on. No, I think it's fine to be upset about it. I think it's no, fine it's not anymore. It. It's not anymore, is it? It's, well, it's yeah, May. It this happened in God only knows when this happened. It's months and months and months ago. You can't still be upset about it. Yeah, but if it wasn't if it wasn't Paul and it was somebody else and they've thought, oh, the grass is greener. And it isn't quite as green as it was. Again, that's not, my, yeah, green, I, that's, that's not my thought, but I've, obviously that's the thought of some people on there. I, 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 if it was something I didn't like, I would probably take great pleasure in it. It's not about the grass being greener, is it? You're, you're, be, you're yeah. being offered the opportunity to do the same job for a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Why would you not take it? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> move on. Let's move on. Glenn Corey says, let's move on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Sheffield Wednesday, by the way, broken a record for the most amount of points gained and not going up automatically in the Football League. <laughs> 96 <laughs> points not going up automatically. Oh, just wait. <laughs> hey, hey, all, all, I'm, all I'm saying, they're going to cling to that points total. If they don't go up, they'll still cling to that points total. Yeah. We, got, we got more, we got more yeah. points than you in League One. It's like, are you, and you still didn't go up automatically until second. Nearly one league. Yeah. A um, few comments on the Paul Warren situation. Jamie says, completely agree, mate. We've done our job. Uh, we've we've done our done our job. Wish Paul Paul one of the best. Simon Thorns. We've got super, super Matty Taylor out of it. So it swings. Um, Steve Adams go back. It, my only gripe was that he took the whole backroom stuff with him, which I think is a valid point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike can't believe that people upset about a guy leaving his employment to another employer agree, agrees totally with mixed sentiments. Yeah. I okay. got I'm more, I'm more on mixed side, but I, un- I understand people's frustration, but let's move on from that. Um, yeah. um, we're going to have five minutes to talk about the new EFL broadcasting deal, which is coming into place, not next season, the season after, which is going to create some interesting scenes next season for the desperation of teams trying to stay in the championship because the financial benefit of being in the championship in 2024 will be significant. There is... Uh, the EFL have said it's a 50% increase on the value of, of the, basically compared to the current rights deal. There will be now over a thousand games. I've got the press release up. Over a thousand games broadcast live each season 
exclusively on Sky Sports. That involves 10 games, 10 games per fixture window. Um, I don't, there's been no times that have been, so we haven't said we're bringing back Thursday night football. They haven't said we're bringing back Saturday night football, but there are going to be 10 games per weekend not played at three o'clock because the blackout is still very vitally important to keep. Uh, we're not, not important enough to keep playing at three o'clock because you need to put them on telly. Um, the one of the benefits is that League One and Two have much more coverage, which I think is a benefit. League Two will League League One will have three games per per weekend. League Two will have two games per weekend. I think I'm reading that right. And five from the Championship, which I think is good. I think I think it's good that they are getting more coverage. But John Morrell, get ready for some stupid kickoff times. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem. This is the problem with the three PM blackout that. Ten games a week. I think it's great that you're that you're giving coverage to these these teams. I think it's fantastic. But if you're in the championship, you're barely going to play a three pm game all season. You might play five three pm games all season, which is the whole point. We want three pm games wherever possible. This yeah. is this three pm Well, thoughts on the deal? Um, I think the significant boosting games for League One and League Two is a good thing. Um, I've seen a lot of people making the joke for League Two that it's going to be 124 Salford and Wrexham games, which I thought <laughs> were quite funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've been through some uh, fixture windows where it's just all been Championship, which doesn't exactly seem fair. You know, when League Two and League One exist, and the only ones in League One really seems like it's been Wednesday and Derby, weirdly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good that they've got they're getting more coverage um, and like the 50% boost. It's might bring them a bit closer together if they spread them like if you spread the games out over teams, um, which they won't. They'll pick and choose where they want. To be fair, like get ready for ten Sunderland games. We'll we'll get ready for Leeds come down. Yeah, and and Leeds and like Southampton, like and uh, maybe Leicester as well, depending. Um, But I've just put it in my head. It's like the. Sorry, that, that's a good. If Leeds come down, is it possible for Leeds to play a thousand games? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is thing they've said they'll be showing. Uh, what, is it ten games per fixture window? Yes. So is, is does the fixture window count as Friday to Tuesday, or does it clock over again? To, like that's where the industry sees for me. It's like where where do you draw that line? And then they've said about showing all the FL Cup and all the FL Trophy like matches. Which yeah, I like that. But then you bring up the whole argument of people disagreeing with the AFL trophy. You know, we had like an attendance of for it nine hundred when we went to Crew or something True. like that. So it's like that's even less people going the big distances and such. But it's like you've got Friday night, Saturday lunchtime, uh, maybe Saturday evening, uh, sun Sunday as a whole, and then Monday night. That's really five time frame, five time slots. Oh, they call it six if you have a Sunday early kickoff. So that's six time slots for ten matches, which you're gonna have to be doubling up somewhere with yeah. them, aren't you? Then have like your highlight event over a weekend. So it's like you know that's a lot of working out to do, and it's made more complicated by the blackout. Yeah. Which in modern football, we've had this uh, debate before on the podcast. Which in modern football doesn't quite make sense. I get why it was in place back in the day. But now you see massive amounts of attendances anyway, because people don't just we don't buy Sky and they go to the match anyway. So and they make tickets more affordable. So it, it's that juggling act. Mm. If Sky struck this deal, Sky's prices are going to go up for newer customers. So well, it's potentially. But 
There's it's rumours very... that Sky Sports are losing the Premier League. Now, how really? strong that actually happens with that there's serious threat of the Premier League rights leaving Sky Sports within the next two within the next year or two. So I think cynical heart mm-hmm. this is them getting ready for that. But again, I'll go back, I'll go to you on this one, Mick, because you were old enough to remember ITV Digital. Mm-hmm. They came along, all singing, all dancing. They had the Sunday, Sunday lunchtime, Sunday four o'clock. We're taking over the EFL. This is going to be a brilliant. Well, we had quite a few games on Sunday afternoons. I think we had Birmingham on a mm. Saturday night or a Friday night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We Portsmouth on a Thursday night. We played Portsmouth for the travel up towards on a Thursday night. I remember that. Um, this is exactly what it is again, Mick. This is a, this is a, another company thinking we're going to pay loads and loads of money and we're going to it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. But if Man U are playing at one of those times or Man City are playing at one of those times. What are you going to choose to watch? You're going to watch Wrexham against Northampton Town or Man U against yeah. Newcastle. I think I think what you probably find is the vast majority of actual real football supporters would end up watching Wrexham versus Northampton because it's it's likely to be just as entertaining a game, if probably more entertaining, with less prancing about and and cheating than 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 you would when you see a Premier League game. I think the the only thing about this is that if if what you said is 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 true, and I can see I can certainly see that happening about the Premier League going to somebody who's going to pay more for it. Uh, maybe Sky have done a quite a decent, uh, uh, quite a cute little deal here. Um, mm. Maybe, which is unusual for them to be fair, because they just throw as much money as they possibly can at it and then pass that on to the customers, don't they? Um, so you, we know, we know as, as football supporters. That watching Championship football, watching League One and League Two football, is just as entertaining as Premier League, if not more entertaining. The Premier League is sterile; it's tourist football, is what it is, you know. And it's 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 tedious. I don't watch it anymore unless I can avoid it. If I can avoid it, it's just I, I can't stand it. I don't like it, and I would much rather watch a League One or a League Two game than I would a Premier League game personally. Hmm. That's just me. Um, one of the one of the things that amused me from the announcement is that the the Sky have said that they will try and make the uh, the distribution of games more equitable yeah. across teams, which which I find a bit embarrassing, really, or amusing, because they won't. There is a reason why Sunderland, Leeds, the Pigs, Derby, get on because Sky see them as the bigger club, and therefore they'll get Viewership. more yeah. they'll get more viewers, which means they'll get more subscribers. You know, in their heads, that's not actually how it works. But you know, them, you know, whatever. So we'll have to wait and see whether it is more equitable um, once this once this new thing, once this new agreement comes into place. But um, whatever, whatever. You know, there's, there's 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 football everywhere. You can watch, you can watch football just about twenty four seven nowadays from across the world. Um, and, and some of it is the vast majority of it, in my view, is better than watching it in the, watching the Premier League. So, well, YouTube user says, I think it's what he watched Chesterfield this afternoon. The National League playoffs were today, and they were two sensational games. Yeah, they of were cracking games. They were amazing. Uh, and, and and John again, it's kind of John Johnson. I'll be honest, watch, he watched Wednesday Derby and it made his eyes bleed. I get that, but the, for me, the games aren't just about the football and the quality of the football that's being played. That National League game, the quality was wasn't very good, but there was so much drama. The atmosphere was amazing. It was just had absolutely everything. This time of the year is the best time of the year for football because there's so much riding on everything. Um, 
if you haven't watched the, if you haven't, you didn't watch the playoff National League game, I, I recommend you go and watch the playoffs, uh, the highlights. Sorry, because of belting, so so good. Two two three twos, I think it was in the end. Mm. Um, go and watch the highlights. I'm not ruin it for you, but they were brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, John Mills' Premier League will probably go its own way on streaming service. As you'd imagine, it's yeah. a way to make the most money. I think that's probably right. Uh, Mike the Miller's too much football, too much greed among football clubs, too much greed amongst some players, too much incompetence in the boardrooms, too much ill judged criticisms of referees, etc. Et <laughs> yes, okay. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> another thing that we'll, we'll wrap up in a minute, but another thing, Danny, is that's really important for me. If, if, if Sky Sports are going to take this leap and make it, you know, all this money, they've got to improve the coverage because their punditry and their coverage of the EFL at the minute. It's average. I think their main commentators are pretty good. I, th- I like their main commentators. I think they they speak well, which is the basic of a commentator. Mm. Um, but I think most close commentators are poor. Most pundits in the studio are poor. They're just generic nonsense. And I, they've got to improve that side of it. That That's the massive part they've got to improve for me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there were, there were a couple that, like, that, that they usually have on like the main the main event shows. Which are absolutely bang on with what we talk about. Um, I can't remember the names because I've not watched Sky enough this year, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, there's a few who lead it well. Um, but I think the perfect formula that they got for it was when um, I can't shockingly names when the Northern Irish guy did Quest last season. Colin Murray. Yeah, Colin yeah. Murray. That's the one. When, yeah. when Quest had him and the various pundits that they had on, um, just talking EFL. That was the most right. bang on thing, and then it went to ITV, and it was shocking. Um, but I, th- I think that's the thing. There's too much of a focus on bringing in, you know, former players, you know, for, pro- former Premier League players, yeah. I might add, um, to go and commentate on EFL games, and it tends to be the same thing. And that's why we've had so many memes of teams like Rotherham because that's the result. They still have that mentality of, oh, it's just little Rotherham, Swansea should be beating them. Why? When they're in the same league, there's no given right to beat another team. They need people in who are know the division, know the teams, know um the EFL in general. You know, like not not to throw a hat into the ring or anything, but someone like Gab Sutton, who does ex who does fantastic coverage on EFL games, his MK Don's prediction was horrific. I'm sorry, <laughs> Gab, that was horrific. But it predicted us to stay up. So Yeah, he predicted us to stay up. So you know you win some, you lose some. But someone who has that in-depth knowledge at EFL and I'm knows how it, yeah and knows how that team plays rather than just Having the stereotype of oh it's Rotherham they're going to punt it long, yeah. No, we're not like that anymore. You know, we, we've we, we've evolved. You know, and I think it's time for the punditry to evolve as well. So Sky, I'm looking for a job. Um, if you want to message the podcast, we'll pick it up. And so yeah, hello. <laughs> they could do worse than just getting each club their own individual commentator and you choose your commentary you listen to. That's not a bad shout. Actually. That'd be great. I'd, I'd I'd listen to Matt Goodwin or Sam Todd every day at week to, if I couldn't get to Rosie. Yeah, Kids. yeah, but then but then they'd leave they'd leave I follow and go to Sky, but we like them being I follow. As long as the covering knows, I'm not bothered. Mm, yeah, unless um, you want it in tandem where it's I follow on Sky as commentary. I think this is the end of I follow. To be honest with you, I think this mm. is the end of it. I think um, Chris Tennant, the red button is shocking. I tried watching the Huddersfield game on the red button last week. There's no replays. There's one camera. It's an absolute joke. Um, Anyway, we'll see. How can how can F one be so developed on Sky? But football lags behind. They have their own individual headset cameras at F one, but with Sky they've promised like a a minimum of two cameras at Sky Bet League two games. Like 
you need you need at oh, least two. four. You need big one. No, actually, no. You need at least three. You need big one, and then two at ends. Like you need at least three <laughs> for it to be somewhat entertaining. But, but anyway, uh, I'm a Sky. Right? Mink has referees. I have Sky. There, that's where I'm Mink has Sky as well. Um, <laughs> right, let's do some predictions for Monday's game, Mick. Um, two 0 Rotherham. Richard Wood, eighty third minute. Celebrates, runs straight off down tunnel. <laughs> I like it. Oh, that'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? Uh, Danny? Um, you know what? I'd quite fancy a 2 0 as well. I bought Wooden Kelly. Wooden Kelly. I'm going to go 4 0. I don't know. I worry about Wigan. To our benefit, obviously. Uh, but I worry about Wigan. <laughs> uh, right. We will crack on there. We've got some few very kind comments. Should we? Should we... Put our self-esteem up a little bit. Yeah, well, inflator uh, egos a bit. Well, we host three should with a host and punch the sky for the AFL game. <laughs> uh, Mike the Miller very kindly says that we are, we outshone many so-called professional commentators. Pundits, well done, and thank you. Thank you for <laughs> I think when uh, we think about it, we all have a name that pops to our head, but if we speak, we're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh 3-0, Reg 4, Michael 3, Kim Hill 2-1. Simon Thorne goes, I think does Simon always go 3-1. I think we've, we've pulled him in. I think he does, doesn't he? Yeah, I like it. Mm. I like it. Uh, YouTuber says 2-1. Jamie says 3-0. Russ Vernon says 3-0 <laughs> with a Woody hat trick. That would be incredible. Um, we will end it there. We will be back on Wednesday, a day earlier, because of the Rodham Women's game on Thursday. We're going, we're not, we don't want to clash with that. Uh, because Danny's certainly going, me and Mick are probably going. Um, so we're not going to clash with that. We'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll have something extra... Something we'll talk about on Wednesday. Um, please do subscribe if you haven't done already. If you fancy getting a Matt Taylor shirt, there is a very limited number that Kimbo Sports are doing, which will then help raise money for the Rotham Hospice. Go on the Kimbo Sports website. That will tweet it out as well. St- stress it again. All the money. There's no profit from us. There's no profit to Kimbo from it. Cover the costs, and the rest will go to the Rotham Hospice, which is obviously one of the causes that we uh, we love to support. Uh, please subscribe. All the good stuff. Danny, it's been a pleasure. And I'll see it, Wigan, in your uh, Dalmatian outfit. Absolutely. I'm hoping for a win because it'll be our best championship season since 2003-04. So, I like it. One last point. Sorry, I should have said this. I've got a load of hats to give away. I've got about 10 New York talk hats to give away. So I'm going to take them to Wigan tomorrow. If anybody sees me at Wigan, just just ask for a hat and I will give you a hat if we have any left. I've literally got 10 or so left that Kimbo have given us. Um, and Adam Orton, if you're listening, please do get in contact with us and we will arrange to give you this daft shirt as well. Um, yeah. Mick, thank you very much. Yeah, I know. You're very welcome. Mick won't be in the Hawaiian shirt, yes, tomorrow. I'll come in with trunks. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so say hello. If you see me and Danny in a fancy dress in a Hawaiian shirt, say, say hello. We'll give you a hat if we can. And... Right, thank you everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. We will see you next time. Thank you very much, boys and girls. Bye. You want me to do buttons, Matt, don't you? You said bye to everybody. And you're getting I, I was at that, that, that press the button. That was the cue to end. Mick's got like one job on this show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did do it. That's you not getting on Sky yeah, yeah. now, Mick. vicious. <laughs> <laughs> Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood is dead again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it!
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.